All right, well, um, it's 8.44 now. Let's get into Morning Flavor Tech. And there's so much going on and always just some interesting data. How many people in the world use mobile phones? Well, the number is 5.3 billion. That's almost all of us, but not quite all of us. Be that as it may, it's an overwhelming majority. But why does it matter that we know this figure? And when we bring it back home, what do we know about the number of South Africans who have access and use smartphones? And from a demographic point of view, particularly when you look at things like age, is there any movement there? Brandon Peterson joins us on the line, uh, editor, founder of uh, Reframe.co. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. So what, what, what are the, the trends globally? Yeah, we, we've got this colossal number of 5.3 billion. But if, if you look at it maybe uh, region by region or continent by continent, I mean, what, what does this tell us about, you know, where the numbers are at and what the shifts are? I mean, as you said, you know, we're looking at about 5.3 billion. So just under 70% of the world population, uh, you know, using mobile phones. But there's a very interesting distinction here because, it, you know, it's specifically mobile phones. It doesn't say smartphones. Hmm. It just means sort of, you know, mobile phones in general. And I think a lot of people would hear that number or hear that stat and think, oh, you know, everyone's using a touchscreen. Everyone's, you know, using some sort of smart device. Hmm. That's not actually true. You know, this number includes feature phones as well. And I think that's what makes this even more interesting because, I mean, unsurprisingly in terms of, of regions, you know, that are sort of leading the market, of course it's going to be Europe. I mean, I, I feel like that's not even a surprise to really anybody. Mm, 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 mm. Now, just in terms of that, I mean, what do we know about uh, the landscape in Africa and particularly in South Africa when with that juxtaposition you made about the smartphone and, and the other types of phones, et cetera? Where are we at? Well, you see, this is what makes it even more interesting. Um, you know, data on, on South African usage is still, I wouldn't say all over the show, but there are a lot of things that are going on in the space because, like I said, you know, there's feature phones and smartphones. And just to sort of differentiate in case people aren't sure what the difference is, mm-hmm. um, you know, smartphones are the ones we know, touch screens, do all the amazing things, you know, you can watch video, you know, I don't know, do video calls, all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Feature phones are... Weird enough, actually, I'm using one right now. Um, so feature phones are sort of more like the phones we used to know. You know, from back in the day, I'm using a 2720 Flip from Nokia, which, you know, doesn't do all the smart things, but it has WhatsApp. And it can, you know, open and close like those clamshell mm. folds of old. Mm. You know, mm. that's a feature phone. It gives you more than phone capabilities and lets you do a few other things. And mm. that really, in my opinion, is the bread and butter of this country because... You know, we're looking at the cost of data. We're looking at the cost of devices. And these are usually more affordable devices that can still give you the basic things you need, like, um, you know, WhatsApp connectivity and that sort of thing. And that's really where South Africa has been sitting for a while. Um, We've seen those numbers in terms of people buying feature phones drop a little bit uh, towards the end of last year. Mm. But that's because people are loving the phones they've got. You know, they don't want to buy another one. And they're just kind of sticking to what, what they've got. Also, multiple people, you know, are, are using more than one SIM card. So numbers you're seeing for South, uh, South Africa are not quite accurate because there were numbers saying South Africa was sitting at like 170% of our users or people in the country being smartphone users or mobile phone users. And it's mm. not possible. Mm. And it turns out because, you know, people are using more than one SIM card. So Yeah. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to digress slightly, and, and I know how important this, the, the cell phone connectivity is, but with local government elections coming up very shortly, I mean, don't you think that 
parties are missing the trick by engaging with people more on their phones, even though they might not be smartphones. But if you look at the amount of people in South Africa that are connected to a network and use their cell phones for connectivity to the internet, don't you think they should be using that platform a lot more than actually going into the areas and trying to campaign for votes? A mobile phones so powerful if you think about it some mobile phones are more powerful than any laptop that you have in your bag or in your house at the moment i would have thought that that would be the case i mean okay you are very right about how powerful our phones are i was saying this to someone the other day you know our average phone today is is more powerful and smarter than the computers used to send the first rockets to the moon, <laughs> which is insane when you think about it. Yeah, and, you so, know, we so, walk yeah. around with these things in our pockets. So, but, in, in essence, know, our phones uh, can send us to the moon. Is that right, Brennan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, sometimes I feel like I wish my phone could eat me out of a situation, but yeah. unfortunately that doesn't work. Hmm. Um, but to answer the question about, you know, you know, what government should be doing or whether they should be doing, I think... Globally, we, we should be seeing sort of more regulatory bodies and governments, you know, using smartphone technology and reaching people where they are, you know, as opposed to making people come to them. But it's then a question of how do you prove legitimacy of the information, you know, that's yep. being shared because mm. we've seen the rise of misinformation and disinformation. It becomes a very tricky thing because, you know, also, you know, coming back to the smartphone penetration thing in the country, not enough people have access to a device or have, you know, sufficient access to data because of the cost mm -hmm. of data or when you look at charging a device because of you know, electricity issues. It's a lot more complicated and nuanced than just, oh, people have phones. Let's just use that and get the information to them. Mm -hmm. And then I, I highlighted the issue of uh, demographics, particularly with, with mm -hmm. age. And I mean, just upon observation, I, I would like to think that the, the, the cell phone user is getting younger and younger. Does that have an impact on the overall number um, in terms of, you know, people who have access and, and the number of users we have? You know, eight-year-olds are getting cell phones, etc. whether <laughs> it's a smartphone or a feature phone, whatever the story may yeah. be. I mean, you know, that's that's the interesting thing because I've got a three-year-old nephew. Um, he doesn't have a phone, but whenever he comes to visit, you know, he knows how to use my phone. Like, you know, he knows how to make a WhatsApp call to his mom from my phone because he's pushing a button. And I just look at this child sometimes. I'm like, you are three. How do you know these things? You know, this is weird to me. Um, but if you look at, at South Africa as a whole or just sort of globally what's happening, I mean, I can give you stats in terms of, you know, sort of which mobile manufacturers are sort of sitting at the top in South Africa right now. And yeah. I think that gives you a very good indication as yeah, to please do, you know, yeah. who's buying devices. Mm. Because, I mean, unsurprisingly, in South Africa, we're still seeing companies like Samsung sitting at the top, which, you know, no surprise because they offer so many devices in different sort of price points. Mm. But then you're also seeing Apple being very strong and very dominant. And you're looking at um, a company like Huawei losing a bit of market share. And you're looking at the new the sort of newer brands like your Xiaomi's uh, coming up. You're seeing Nokia with your feature phones, you know, holding nice and steady in the country. And I think that tells you a lot because... What's doing well for brands are not the premium high-end flagship devices. It's mm. the more affordable things. Mm. And, you know, companies like Apple are holding steady because their devices are solid, dependable, but they're also easy to use. And that's what people want. They want connectivity, but we don't want too much effort now when we're using our devices. We want our devices to be able to do things seamlessly. And you're seeing that shift happen more and more with people and, you know, Regardless of age, because of the pandemic now, people are looking for more ways to stay connected. So people who previously haven't gotten smartphones 
are now getting smartphones and staying with them because mm-hmm. we know how to use this and we can connect with you know friends and family around the world. Yeah. Brendan, with regard to that, I mean, people buying more of these smartphones and feature phones, we obviously need more data and the data usage has gone up over the past 12 months, obviously owing towards the, the, the pandemic and people staying at home and using their devices a lot more. Have we seen mm-hmm. prices of data come down at all? I mean, we've seen some of the the mobile networks in the country, you know, offer special deals and new packages and, you know, bundle more things in with the sort of packages that you're offering. And I think slowly but surely we've seen some of them come down a little bit in price because of these these deals and these offers and these packages and things. But I don't think that we're sitting, you know, in South Africa, I don't think we're sitting at the, the price point that we still need to be at to make things accessible because, you know, when you talk about, buying a phone like we'll just think okay you know phone costs x amount of money you know maybe i need to get insurance and you know that's kind of it but mm. it's the phone it's the insurance you know you've got to get a case or a cover you've got to think about the cost of data yeah. you've got to think about you know electricity and that sort of thing and it starts adding up and these phones become very expensive i mean if you look at south africa or africa as a whole the the biggest movement we're seeing is in the devices under um the 3000 and mark mm. you know that's where we're seeing the biggest sort of movement and that doesn't surprise me because you're now seeing sort of, shall we call them entry-level smartphones, you know, which are a step up from feature phones, mm. um, now becoming super powerful. And people are questioning, well, why do I need to spend 30,000, 20,000 on a phone when I can get a 3,000 or, you know, one and a half thousand rand phone that can do like 90 odd percent of it? Mm. And it does mm. well. Yeah, it's all about value for money. And um, as you correctly pointed out, those more affordable phones are the bread and butter for brands like Samsung. And and that's just a very, very useful insight as well. Brandon, um, we're out of time today, but thank you so much for a very, very um, interesting conversation around this. And we'll chat again soon. We definitely will. Thanks so much. There we go. Brandon Peterson and uh, on Morning Flavor Take Today, we're talking Smartphone, the numbers, how many people are using it, the feature phones and the smartphones and what the global picture looks like.